I'm turning this morning to the passage that we read together in the book of Joshua and chapter 1, page 242 of your Bibles. Joshua and chapter 1. I could take for my text this morning any one of four verses because Joshua is encouraged in this chapter to be strong and of a good courage. Uh, Verse 6, be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land. Verse 7, only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse 9, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. And in the last verse of the chapter, at the end of the chapter, only be strong and of a good courage. This is something that had been uh, delivered to Joshua before. This is the Lord speaking to him. But Moses had said to him, when he was sent to spy out the land, in Numbers chapter 13, be strong and of a good courage. And also in Deuteronomy 31, where Moses says it's now time for him to depart. He's 120 years old. He must now uh, depart. He's not permitted to go over the Jordan. Joshua will be the one. Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. And so Joshua, that mighty man, that mighty man of war, you see Joshua fighting uh, the Amalekites in Exodus 17. This is not a timid man. This is Joshua, a man full of faith. And yet he needs to be reminded. He needs an exhortation, a fourfold exhortation in this chapter to be strong and of a good courage. And if Joshua needs this reminder. If Joshua needs this exhortation, then of course uh, you and I also need this exhortation. Now, uh, this word strong is translated uh, normally strength, but also can be translated good courage. And uh, throughout the Bible we'll have this same Hebrew word sometimes translated strong and sometimes translated good courage. And in Numbers chapter 13 that I just referenced, it was said for Joshua to be of a good courage. Well, that's the same word that we have here translated strong. And uh, we'll see other places where they are interchanged. And so there is some interchangeability between these words. And yet strong, uh, strength, strength to grasp, uh, sometimes translated sore, as in the famine in Egypt, in Israel was sore, a sore famine. Uh, This word is used, strength, it's used of Moses when he hardened his heart against uh, Moses. So that word strength is hardened, that's the sense, and also courage. Now the word courageous, good courage, often translated uh, courageous, but in Psalm 18 is translated strong when the psalmist talks about the strength of his enemies. And uh, you know Ruth, when she made that great confession, She said, I will go where you go to Naomi. She wanted to follow her. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded, that's the same word, when she had good courage, if you like. And so also that word can be translated hardened and obstinate too. And so uh, we get the sense, and we'll look at some passages this morning that have both of these words together in them as well. But we have uh, a great exhortation to be strong. And perhaps what we make a distinction here is between strength of character 
and strength to act, strength to be bold, uh, the application of this strength in courage. And all of us, if Joshua needs an exhortation, we need this exhortation. And uh, we have not just Joshua for an example of courage and braveness and boldness, but many characters in the Bible, all of them, are certainly some good examples of people uh, demonstrating great courage. You just think of David fighting Goliath, a great courage and boldness when other people were uh, not really uh, thinking that David was capable, thinking that David was just the, 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 the least significant child. David comes and he says, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Do we not fight the Lord's battles? This is not our battle, this is the Lord's battle. And demonstrated great courage. And people like Esther demonstrating great courage to do what they needed to do. And so this morning we have sources of strength, sources of courage for us to think about. Well, uh, where do we get it? Where do we get it? How do we get courage? How do we get strength? And I have a few ways for us to think about this morning. The first one I want to think about is your conversion. Your conversion. Because often we may forget our conversion. But you know, when the Lord Jesus Christ healed a paralytic man, he said to that paralytic man, be of good courage. Uh, Be cheerful. Be of good courage. Your faith has saved you. And our conversion gives us some courage. It gives us some strength of character that we never had before. And we may be aged Christians. We may be those who are long in the faith. And yet we have great uh, courage given to us by the Lord. But if we're aged Christians and older in the faith, we may, we may forget that we have so much courage, so much experience. And sometimes we look back Look back at when you first became a Christian. Look how it changed you. I remember when I was first a Christian, I went into the office and I probably had a bit too much boldness and courage, if that were possible. We have that new zeal of a Christian when we we first come in repentance and faith and we see the holiness of God and we we see what he's done for our souls and we, we sometimes have a great zeal and a great courage and we're brave to say things that we want to say. And we're brave to make opportunities to speak to people. And we'll use any opportunity that we have to speak to people. And maybe we forget that. And so it's good for us to remember our conversion, if we're Christians, to remember back. Or you'll have your favorite Bible passages. You'll have your maybe some hymns that remind you of your conversion. And it strengthens us. It reminds us of what we came from. It reminds us about how we changed And if we're uh, casual in the Christian faith, if we've become uh, lazy perhaps, if we're not taking our opportunities, we're not being courageous, we're not being bold, we're not living a bold and courageous Christian life, well, maybe we remember, go back to our conversion. Think about how we were then. Because often that's when we are bold and that's when we are courageous. Well, in Psalm 27, we have these two words. Uh, again, uh, strength and courage. And in Psalm 27, they're the other way around. So what we have translated here is strength, we have good courage. But in Psalm 27, if you want to turn to it, it's Psalm 27, 
and verse 14. And we'll have an exhortation here to wait, to wait on the Lord. Psalm 27, verse 14, a lovely psalm. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, be strong, and he will strengthen, he will give you courage, he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And you may say, well, how does waiting, how does waiting strengthen me? How could it possibly strengthen me? Often waiting seems to do the opposite thing. Waiting is testing my patience. Waiting is bringing out the worst in me. How is, patient, how is waiting helping me to strengthen myself? How is it helping me to be bold? How is it helping me to be courageous? How does one lead to the other? Well, every word, well not every word, but many words have a literal meaning and a figurative meaning. And if I was to say to you about a very ill person that they're dead, you would understand that I mean literally. You wouldn't need to think about it. It would be obvious I'm talking literally. Other times if I said um, the party was dead or the office was dead, you would know that that was figurative. I'm speaking figuratively. And this word wait, we have a, a literal meaning and a figurative meaning. And our translators here have uh, chosen a, a figurative meaning of the word. But the word literally means to twist. And if you think about it as a, a making a rope, and you think about intertwining the rope, the cords, and the threads, and the strings, and you wrap them around, and that creates tension. And you know, when you do that, you're, you're, you're doing it for a time when that needs to be tested. You build up the rope, you, you twist, you build the strands together, and you know, you can have that rope tied to a boat, and it can be tied to uh, 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 an anchor point on the shore, and the rope doesn't do anything. The boat's just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, uh, the boat will be carried by a current and the rope will pull strong. And it's tested at that point. And that's when it needs to be right. That's when it needs to have done its work. And you see this word wait here means to twist and to, to build ourselves up, to, to intertwine ourselves with, with the things of God. Waiting on him means to build ourselves up. And our translators here have chosen a, a figurative sense of the word. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Well, Joshua had this exhortation and the Lord uh, gave him some means. Joshua chapter 1 and in verse 8 we're told Joshua was told to uh, meditate upon the word. Joshua chapter 1, back to Joshua chapter 1. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. This is Joshua's waiting. If you want to be strong and of a good courage, we need to wait on the Lord to, to build ourselves up, to have many different aspects of the Christian life intertwined together. On the one hand, you need to pray. You need to pray to the Lord. You need to have that as part of your Christian life. You need to read the Word. You need to be in the Word, trying to understand the Word, applying the Word to your heart. You need to be in church. We need to meet together. Do not forsake the meeting of yourselves together, says Paul. We need to be in service. We need to be doing something for him. All of these things are coming together to form a strong rope 
And if we use them, if, if, we, if we have them as part of our lives, we're, we're building ourselves up. We're, we're making ourselves strong. And in doing so, the Lord strengthens us. It's not like we're passive. It's not like we're not doing anything. We are building ourselves up. And part of that is given to Joshua here. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Meditation gets a, a bad press these days, but Christian meditation means to chew, to think, to, 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 to take the word into your head and, and for it to, to stay with you, for you to, to chew it over, as it were, the whole day, for you to get the, the goodness out of the text. Oh, this is meditation. This is what we need to do. This is waiting upon the Lord. And as we strengthen ourselves, he will strengthen us. So we wait on him. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Well, how else do we get strength? We obey him. We obey him. Verse 8 again. Why do we meditate? Why do we do that? Well, the Lord tells us that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. We must be people of the word. We must be people of obedience and Joshua's here to meditate so that he may obey and friends uh, we will gain strength if we obey the Lord we will get courage and boldness as we try to put into practice all the things that we're exhorted to do because it may be one thing to be building ourselves up in the faith as it were but we're not kind of brave enough we're not bold enough to go the extra mile, to, to put that into practice, to have that difficult conversation. The Lord has said, go and make disciples of all nations. And yet maybe we're hesitant. We're unsure about what to say. Unsure about the reaction. Unsure what will happen. What will be the consequences? Well, the Lord says that you may, do ob- and to, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And part of being strengthened is to obey. Because if we disobey, we weaken ourselves. I'm sure you all know this by experience, but when you disobey, and you knowingly disobey, well, our conscience suffers, we have less communion with God, and uh, we weaken ourselves. We weaken ourselves. And so therefore, obeying is a form of strength, and it will help us and build us up Uh, We have a clear conscience, as it were, and we have uh, the Lord helping us. And so obeying him is an important feature of gaining in strength and in courage. We must trust his promises. Trust his promises. It's related because it's in the word. But we have many wonderful promises. And it's so obvious in the text that we have this morning. Just look at verse 5. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. We have many wonderful promises of God in the Bible. Many promises of God that we can uh, use 
apply to our hearts. It shouldn't be that if we have difficult circumstances that we go to pieces because we have promises of God. If you lose your job, we shouldn't be those who go to pieces. We should be those who say, well, the Lord has promised. The Lord has demonstrated how he is able to provide for his people in many, many situations, much more difficult than mine. And therefore, surely he will be able to provide for me. He has promised. He has promised that he will provide for me. And so therefore, I can go forth in confidence. And we, we apply that promise to ourselves. And we become bold and we become strong. And we have uh, the feeling that the Lord is with us. We have promises that he will forgive us of our sins. Maybe you are uh, shy and retiring. Maybe you have uh, a sin on your conscience. And maybe it's stopping you being bold and strong. The Lord says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful, he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You cannot change the past. You cannot change what you've done. But you can come to Him. You can come to Him and confess your sin and He will wash you clean. We need the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ every day that we live. Confess your sins and He will forgive us of our sins. He's promised to give us what we need to live. He's promised that nothing will ever pluck you out of His hand. Are you worried today that you might lose your salvation? Well, you shouldn't be because you have a promise and it can make you bold and strong. Because you say, Lord, uh, Satan will tempt me to despair. He'll tell me of the sin within. But will I look and see him there who made an end of all my sin? And the Lord is someone who is kind and gracious and compassionate. We can have great boldness because of the promises of God. Will I lose my salvation? No. There's a promise. Nothing will ever pluck you from his hand if you are a Christian. You will endure to the end. He will keep you. So many times we may complain and feel uh, bitter in the Christian life. And yet when we think about it, we say, well, there's no promise for that. The Lord doesn't promise us that. He doesn't promise us this. What he does promise, he has been faithful to. And you will never find a promise of God that he has not been faithful to. And so uh, we apply promises to our hearts and the Lord helps us, and the Lord blesses us. All things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You may be struggling this morning with a difficulty in your life. Something isn't going as you thought it would. Some opportunity hasn't presented itself as you thought it might. Something is happening, and it just doesn't make any sense. And when you come back to that verse, well, the Lord says all things work together for good. The Lord says, this will work out for my good. And I, I guarantee, if you speak to any Christian here today, they will have an example of something in their life that they thought was bad at the time and yet turned out to be better uh, in the future when they look back and they say, well, the Lord dealt bountifully with me. Thank goodness he didn't answer my prayer in the way I wanted him to because uh, that would have been a disaster. And now I can see that that would have been a bad thing. And so... The Lord works all things together for good. I've just listed three or four promises in the word of God. There are many more, but they give you boldness. Oh, if I was was a man of the world, this would be an absolute disaster. But I know that the Lord has given his promise that all things will work together for good, and therefore 
I go forth in boldness. I go forward in strength because the Lord has promised. And so we trust his promises. And the Lord gave promises to Joshua that we read of in this chapter. The Lord will make you bold and strong through prayer. You must pray. He will make you bold and strong if you pray. Psalm 138. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Different word for strength there. But made me bold with strength in my soul. The same sentiment. The psalmist was in anguish. I cried out to the Lord and you made me bold with strength in my soul. There's a little book, it's called The I Wills of the Psalms, a great book, a very readable book. And in that book, the author tells us about Martin Luther. And Martin Luther was a man of great courage and great bravery. And when he went to Worms, he said, I don't care what happens at Worms, in effect, I'm ready to die, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to state my case. And yet when the night before he was waiting to speak to the, to the emperor, he had to speak uh, to defend the faith to over 200 people, the great and the good in those days, Luther became sorrowful. Luther became downcast. He became uh, someone who wasn't ready. And he felt like that. And he, and he felt uh, unworthy for the task. What did Martin Luther do? Martin Luther prayed. He prayed that the Lord would help him. Maybe he prayed the Lord would change his circumstances. Maybe he prayed that some other way might happen, that he could maybe speak to one of them in private or something. Maybe he prayed uh, for a whole different set of circumstances. But Martin Luther prayed. And after he prayed, he went through his notes, he read the word, and do you know what? The way Martin Luther thought about his challenge changed. His, his situation didn't change. Martin Luther didn't change. What he had to do didn't change. But the way he thought about what he must do changed. He had a different mindset. All of a sudden, rather than thinking about speaking to all the great and the good in that land in those days and all the power that they had, he thought, this is a privilege. This is an honor to go and to, to speak the word, to go and defend the faith in that, such a great company of people. This is an honor. And he began to feel bold and he began to feel strong. In the day when he cried out, the Lord answered him and made him bold with strength in his soul. Uh, we are not Martin Luther. We don't have to go and stand and defend the faith in front of the king and the prime minister and all the great and the good of this land. But you know, you might equally have a difficult situation in your family. You might have a difficulty in your, in your workplace. You might have a friend and you feel uh, the, 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 the burden is too great. You feel this is too difficult a thing for you to do. Well, you must come and you must pray. In the day when I cried out, thou answerest me and gave me, made me bold with strength in my soul. If you want to be bold and you want to be courageous, if you want to live a life uh, for the Lord of great zeal and service, we must pray. We must pray. The Lord will help us. He will strengthen us. And it's, it's part of a uh, 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 a set of ingredients reading the word meditating upon the word praying serving all of these things building us up and as we do the Lord strengthens us 
the Lord hears us and the Lord helps us. Well, finally then, we have the Lord strengthening us through example. Through example. And the Apostle Paul, in Philippians chapter 1, was in prison. And uh, the Apostle Paul said, Because I'm in prison, many of the brethren in the Lord are waxing confident by my bonds. And they're much more bold now to speak the word without fear. What a wonderful thing. Something bad happening to the Apostle Paul was leading to other people being bold and strong and speaking the word without fear. Friend, you may be an example to others. You may tell others in conversation about how you've had a difficult conversation with a family member, how you've had a difficult conversation at work where you've had to stand up for the truth of the Bible. And it may encourage them. And they may say, oh, I could do that. Maybe I could do that with my colleague. Maybe I could do that with my family member. You see, other people become an example to us, and then we become an example to other people. The Apostle Paul was an example to many. And maybe many of those brethren waxed confident. They were much more bold to speak the word without fear. And that led to other people seeing them. And they waxed confident, and they spoke the word without fear. You see, uh, we are an example to others. And others will follow our example. And one way the Lord will grant you strength and boldness will be to see the example of others. And you can read about them. Read church history. Go and read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Go and read the testimony of those who were burnt for the faith. How they were endured under patience. How they demonstrated such strength of character in their circumstances. One man was sent to the to the flames for his faith and he saw his his family and his children as he walked by and he said something like oh flesh this is the flesh he loved he loved his family and he loved his children and yet satan wanted him to dwell on the things of the flesh and he said now i must put that out of my mind i must be strong and courageous and go and do what the lord has called me to do which is to die for my faith and he did and many of them many of those martyrs Went to, went to the flames with great strength and great boldness of character. And so, read something like that. A great example to us. And if they make you bold and strong in your faith, you will be an example to others. And so, friends, this morning, some sources of spiritual strength. You must remember your testimony, how you've changed. You must remember to wait on him, to build yourself up to meditate on the word, to, to obey him in all things, to pray to him and to learn from others that you might therefore be an example to others and that we all might grow together, build it up as a church, steadfastly leaning upon the Lord Jesus Christ, making sure we do all of these things, not for our glory, but for his glory and for his name's sake. Well, may the Lord help us as we all wait upon him uh, to... Be bold and be strong. Who knows how bold and how strong we will need to be. Who knows how, if the Lord will call upon us to demonstrate greater boldness and uh, strength of character in the days ahead as things move against the church. May the Lord help us all to stand. May he help us to be bold and help us to be strong. Not for our glory, not just to tick a box, not just to say we've been bold, but that others might live, that others might see, and that others 
might come to faith. Well, may the Lord help us all. Amen.